Oh, would you look at that? There's a new episode of the Black Cast on my phone ready to play right now. And they said we better accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative. Latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In Between. No, do not mess with Mr. In Between. Do you hear me? Chillin' and uh, you were here about the eliminating of the negative and an accent on a positive. Gather round me, chillin', if you're willing, and sit tight while I start reviewing the attitude of doing right. You gotta accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative, latch on. The affirmative, don't mess with Mr. In-Between. This is the Cast, a sometimes fast-paced but usually meandering look at the world. Hosted by Christian Blatt, his trusty co-hosts Will Sterling, Jeff DeRay. So kick back, get ready for quite possibly the longest one hour to perhaps the shortest two hours and 56 minutes of your life. And now, here's Christian Blatt. Happy New Year and welcome to the Cast. Let's keep it laid back and subdued in 2022. Or not. Welcome to the show. Very excited to have assembled the three-headed monster known as the Black Cast. I am Christian Blatt. For those watching live, you can see right there the one and only Mr. Will Sterling. Charlie the dog heard the bell through my headphones and got up <laughs> yeah. and left the room. I'm not uh, kidding. Honestly, he like he perked I, up and then he just got up and walked away. Anyone who is ever in a household <laughs> and hears this show through a pair of headphones knows to get up, walk out of the room instantly. It's true. Uh, I I assume uh, Jeff DeRay. I assume that uh, there are no pups within uh, listening distance because they can't stand the show. Well, I just ditched her downstairs so that she wouldn't be on the other side of the door crying like she was before. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so. the great thing is that there's a door right there and uh, my kids are on the other side of it crying and uh, I will not open that door. That is my commitment to both of you and to all of Blackcast Nation. I wanted to uh, get us all together and... Uh, Start off the new year by uh, talking about how everything's going in the new year, 2022, uh, the year of our Lord. Uh, and by our Lord, of course, I mean Jeff Bezos. But in any case, I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on, what's new. And uh, for our broadcast audience who saw our previous episode, 473, where I chatted with uh, our old pal Zia, I let her in on uh, what's uh, what I'm up to and what's going on, but uh, I'll tell the guys. But I feel like I should be, I should be a good host and in true hostly fashion, uh, ask each of you, uh, Will, hmm. how's 2022 going for you, brother? Um, so far so good. I'm, I've, I've, I'm re, uh, you know, I wrote a book during quarantine, and I, uh, yeah been sending out query letters to agents i sent out a, yeah. a, my first I'm round sorry of... what kind of letters <laughs> see what you're doing there christian what what kind of I, what, what kind of letters did you send out 
<laughs> query. Oh, query. Yes. I thought you, yeah, okay. I, I thought yeah. it was a descriptive. Now I no, know. no. It was um, a noun. Yeah. <laughs> um, Look, I was just like, I can't wait to read the book either way, but uh, just I, a different book than I thought it was. Query yeah. for a straight guy. <laughs> <laughs> query as folk. Yes. Um, so I sent out the first round, you know, some no's. Some a lot of silence, as is oh. usually a no in any industry. Yeah. So retooling the query letter, query letter, and uh, <laughs> and that's like Mark Hunt, um, <laughs> and sending uh, sending out some new ones. You know, trying not to lose faith. I think I'm going to no. hit hit it hard as much as I can, trying to get either agent or publishing all of 2022. And if I if nothing comes up by the end of the year, I'll I'll you know I don't know I'll get clever and I'll grassroots the book, but. Uh, I'm on a veil for a commercial already, and I nice. Um, have had some good auditions. So well, and uh, because going, of yeah. uh, your scheduling mix-up, we're able to promote something that we hadn't promoted on the Blackcast. <laughs> That's true. So uh, next Tuesday, the 18th, yes, of January, correct, on ABC at, at 9:30, 8:30 Central. Central. What up, Farad? The Central That's always fucks me that's up. for farad that yeah. we wanted to make sure he knows it always confuses me so i'm like yeah. wait what time is it here then <laughs> yeah uh you're gonna be doing what william i will be in an episode of blackish mm -hmm. uh and i will be playing a waiter you know i'm just a good reliable waiter christian this is not, uh, not the first time i've seen you play a waiter in something no no that's that's how i got my sag card playing a waiter i'm gonna make a movie called waiter and it's just gonna be is it going to be entirely about other people, but I will pop in periodically. Is it uh, going to just be the all male version of that film Waitress that got turned into a musical? Oh, it, written by Sarah Bareilles. Yes, it will yeah. be that. It will okay. absolutely. So be just that. waiter, <laughs> waiter. Yeah. Uh, Do you well, code switch in your part so you can be blackish? <laughs> I do not. I so uh will when uh you know when we have like you know the old days we would have the tv guide and we could check the episode description but uh if i go on like you know the dvr i have youtube tv uh mm -hmm. i i'll send you what it says that episode's about and and or do you not even know what it's about you just well that's the thing is that's where i got mixed up was i when i filmed it it was episode 802 so season eight right. episode two but it had the title of the episode in the on the call sheet and right I could have gone and looked at that and crossed it with whatever it said, like IMDb said was playing that day. Didn't think to do that. Was like, it's episode two. Yeah. I'm in episode two. And then we're watching the last half of it. And I'm like, I'll probably be in the other than this half. Yeah. And I was like, this is not the story that we, <laughs> that I was part of. And I looked and I was like, fuck, God damn it. Yeah. Because nobody tells the actors anything. Like nobody told oh, me when I was cut out of this is us. Like, I just told everybody to watch it and then I wasn't in it. That was a good time. <laughs> um, and uh, so then I go and I look at uh, the IMDb schedule of like airing episodes and it's, I think it's called Bo Mo or something. Cause her name is Bo rainbow. Um, and I, it's next week. So I was like, cool. I did this big promotion. I sent yeah. an email blast to casting directors. And I was like, watch me tonight. I get, they don't usually watch those things, but it's just good that they know that you're in stuff. So I'm sure that's fine. But, it was really fun for a lot of people to be like, can't wait to watch it. And then well, have to be like, Hey, I, I fucked up. I did watch the whole episode and uh, I, I was just thinking, I'm like, did, did Will think he was cast as this uh, other advertising exec who doesn't wear shoes? And uh, <laughs> that was, on, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, does Will think that's him? Because look, the show's called blackish. There's not a lot of characters in the show that could have been you. It's correct. You know? But uh, there's, there, there, there were two or three. 
And I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe Will thought he did that. And then I was just, the understudy and they Watch reshot. Me. Yeah. They reshot all of Will's scenes. Yeah. It was so awful. They found some problematic tweets and replaced them. <laughs> well, they <laughs> found some episodes of this show and they were like, we're going to have to refilm. They replaced me with Tignataro in any they, of everything I've ever done. I, someone, them, someone, and I don't know who showed them some old bit you did where you were like this guy from Star Wars that was like <laughs> vaguely racist. Vaguely. <laughs> oh, those were the days when, yeah. we, uh, when we had nothing to worry about. There was nothing to worry about. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And we could have followed that up with uh, talking about the trade negotiators. There's so many racist characters from Star Wars that we could. Uh, to be fair, from. I mean, it doesn't. It's not an excuse, but they were like kind of racist caricatures to begin with. And oh, we that's were what just I mean. Pointing it yeah. out. It, yeah, we're just pointing out what George Lucas did. Yeah. Do exactly. you think that's why he married a black woman to like be like, see, I'm good. Who, George Lucas? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh, people I, do I, accuse people of getting in those relationships for that reason. There's a lot of, and I, there's a whole book called Such a Fun Age, which is like a dude who's like a white guy but exclusively dates black girls because he like wants to be like an like an extension of black culture, which is like a big oh, problem for I, a lot I, of white people. I thought you were gonna say that he did it so that he could uh, actually sing along to hip hop with the windows down. So he well, figured that there's a scene where he does say the n word as in a, as like on a oh. date. And she's like, Yikes. do I check him on this? But he's like yeah. that guy who thinks he can kind of like get away with it. Yeah. Which is a lot of people. So it's like, that's yeah, we, we, we might know one of them. But anyway, uh, Jeff, um, Tony. how is uh, what what kind of smashing success is 2022 off to for you, Jeff DeRay? Uh, I have COVID. No, currently. Yeah. Oh, I God. can't like COVID. I, I mean, I'm healthy. Like, I was got, I got sick at the end of last week. Yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm good," and now it's like I'm the dumbest person I know. Oh, <laughs> like I can't focus and I can't like concentrate for more than like five minutes, and then I'll like forget what I'm doing, and I'm just like, "Oh shit!" Oh. And I got this like extra hard edit that they gave me that's like stressing me out that I can't like figure out. So it's been pretty shitty this last week. <laughs> So yeah. Well, you can't possibly be the 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 dumbest person you know because the three of us all know one person in common for sure. Yeah. That's what and I'm saying. Like I'm just slow as hell. Vaccinated. Just, like I can't do anything. I was yeah. boosted. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This other what person up? had none of the things and got COVID. Yeah. Well, that 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 other person would uh, you know would would go on mass transit and like lick subway poles. You know, oh, yeah. essentially. Ones. Yeah. The best yeah. part is my whole family has COVID, and we likely got it from this person in on my family, who's getting married next month Uh-oh. in a foreign country, <laughs> and so now Yikes. because uh my stepdad and like my sister and her fiance um because both my sisters got engaged uh they they like uh are still testing positive but they're healthy or whatever so now it's like they're gonna maybe get a test on the 24th and then a doctor's note being like yeah they had covid but uh, a while ago and they're still testing positive so it's cool i'm like cool so you're gonna get like jailed in Mexico. That's <laughs> yeah. Take it I mean, <laughs> look, if you're going to go to jail, you might as well do it in Mexico because well, it, you I, know, I should give them all David's number. Cause he might still have that CIA guys. Canadian number. CIA. Yeah. <laughs> the CCIA. Well, I, 
I don't want to uh, bore Black Cast Nation. Uh, however, I have been doing that for 472 episodes, uh, 73, because this is uh, 474. So why would I stop now? But uh, I do need to do a little bit of a reset and uh, bring uh, Will and Jeff uh, up to speed. Uh, so uh, this is Thursday the 13th, as you and I are talking. Yeah. Um, and uh, that means it's exactly 53 weeks since uh, the, the biggest holiday of our mutual friend's life, uh, January 6th. Uh, but in any case, I um, last Thursday, I embarked on a trip, my first flight in three years. I uh, have had uh, 10 days booked in, uh, not booked, but you know, I had plans throughout the course of 10 days in uh, New York City and New Jersey, very exciting places on the East Coast. And uh, Thursday morning, I did go to the airport and I did get on a plane. And I had a stopover in Phoenix. And, you know, when you're up in the air, unless you, you're like a millionaire and you, you pay for that, uh, that in-flight texting service, when you uh, are on the ground, you get all caught up on emails and texts. So uh, I had sent some texts to uh, my wife, uh, just, uh, you know, here I am on the plane, out the window. Oh, the kids uh, like seeing. So I get a, a series of, um, I get a series of texts and, you know, it's like, oh, the kids really like uh, seeing the airplane. My mom has COVID. Lucy has COVID. Felix has COVID. So uh, <laughs> instead of going to uh new york my my connecting flight was going to go to newark new jersey i uh, instead i drove home six hours from phoenix to oh, god uh, one-way rental shout out to gina at avis who uh, gave me a mustang and if there's any silver lining i hit waffle house on my way out of town uh <laughs> and uh, honestly nice. i think that that probably cleaned out my system of any and roscoe's on the way in well, I should have, but yeah. uh, I, I'm still w Roscoe's will be my celebration uh, sometime next week when the kids go back to school. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we had had all this stuff in place where uh, and, uh, you know, uh, look at this. David House uh, just uh, letting me know in the chat. Everyone get well. Stay hydrated. I hope you're staying hydrated, Jeff. Kids are OK. Gene Beretta wants to know. That's the uh, first point. Yes, the kids are fine. Uh, Felix at no time ever really seemed sick. He, Lucy, he's old enough for the vaccine, right? Yeah, he's yeah, he's, uh, he's double vaxxed. Uh, right. They don't that six year olds uh, don't don't get boosted yet. Uh, I got boosted. Uh, my wife got boosted. Um, but uh, so, yeah. And uh, Lucy had a, a mild fever last week. And so she went to school on Monday, was completely healthy. It was fine. We had tested all we had all gotten tested on Sunday before the kids went back to school. Got our negative test results. Great. Happy first day of school. Lucy wasn't feeling well on Tuesday fever. We're like, well, that's, that's, that's symptom. Number one is fever. Yeah. So we all got tested on Tuesday. We all got negative test results on Tuesday. So Lucy Including still Lucy. had the fever. So she stayed home, but Felix actually went to school on Wednesday. And I'm sorry, what was your question? You said, in, so she went, you, she tested negative. Mm -hmm. uh, Lucy did too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On Tuesday. So this okay. is Tuesday that Lucy, Felix, Heather, and myself all tested. Tuesday afternoon. Uh, uh, we got tested and it was, it was a uh, Tuesday morning and, uh, and Felix went to school on Wednesday and, you know, Wednesday night, you know, I packed up, got ready to go. 
And um, I, I travel like a professional. Uh, I ha actually had someone as I was someone on the New York side who I it was explaining why they wouldn't be seeing me that evening uh, was just like, oh, how'd you get your luggage? And I'm like, luggage, carry on. Come on. And check a bag. Who does that anymore? For 10 days in the winter? Come on. Yeah. Really? How many clothes uh, do, do I really need to bring? So, uh, yeah. And it was all sorted out that even though Lucy was feeling a little under the weather, uh, Heather's mom was going to come and, uh, and, and take her down to their house for a couple of days. They were going to watch Lucy while she recuperated. And then Felix and Heather were going to send a uh, head down there after he was done with school on Friday. And then, um, my mother-in-law, uh, testing positive was the first monkey wrench. Then, uh, Felix's school had just sent home rapid tests on on Wednesday, actually, they came home. So uh, Heather used them. And uh, anybody who's rapid tested knows that it's, it's, and look, anybody who's ever waited for those results on a pregnancy test, you kind of wait and you're like, oh, it's kind of faint. Oh, is it going to yeah. get darker or is it there? You know, uh, these were big, bright lines that uh, were like positive. So, uh, you know, Heather uh, had a little minor freak out. And uh, I was like, well, Six hours of uh, of the best babysitter that uh, that my parents ever used television, and the kids were uh, the kids were fine. Felix has always felt fine. Lucy has felt pretty good since Friday, and um, so we couldn't get uh, PCR tests uh, until Saturday. And uh, Lucy, Felix, and Heather all tested positive. Oof. This guy tested negative. So I was like, yep, that Waffle House cleaned out my system. But <laughs> question. Yeah, go what, ahead. What blood type are you? Uh, <laughs> I wish that wasn't such a hard question. Well, let me finish the story because it doesn't it's not going to matter in a second, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, no I had spoilers. Uh, Come on. I, I, sorry. Had, I had also. Sorry, guys. I flipped to the end. <laughs> <laughs> I also uh, had gotten some of those uh, 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 like uh, Amazon sells these tests that are, they're PCR tests. You basically they come with a prepackaged, pre-labeled box. You just drop them off at UPS. You get the results the next day. So I did one of those. And that day I tested positive. So uh, there. And, uh, you, you know, teacher, teacher says every time you ring a bell, somebody tests positive for COVID. <laughs> That's what my teacher said. Oh, my favorite part of It's a Wonderful Life. I know. Yeah. yeah. You and I were trading messages about oh, boy, Clarence, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, boy, Clarence, hope you're vaccinated. <laughs> uh, the, George George Bailey is the only the only person in Bedford Falls who got vax. I'm just guessing. But anyway, uh, the reason I asked about the yeah. blood shit is because my mom somehow has not tested positive through all of this. Yeah. And she's like, it's because I'm O positive. I'm, I'm like, not you. O positive. I'm positive that I'm not O positive. Um, but I, I I'm like A or B or something. And you'd think at, at almost 46, I should know what blood type I am. Nope, I don't. <laughs> I was just like, they'll just cut me open and test it sometime, you know, if they need to know. Um, <laughs> I then tested again yesterday. Negative. Uh, the kids are negative. And sort of what <laughs> Will was talking about. No, sorry, Jeff, what you were talking about in terms of your your sister, whoever can go to uh, can go off to Mexico. Um, both of my kids schools are like they're ba it's basically it's so different because like we knew we had contact with kids who uh, like had a sibling test positive back in the fall and those kids were gone for two solid weeks 
And now it's like, well, how are you feeling? Eh, you know, not feeling good. Well, if you test positive, he, he can come back as long as he's, he's vaccinated. He's like, well, I mean, sorry, if he tests negative, you can come back. And I was like, oh, he tests positive. He's like, all right, well, you know, test him again in a few days. And uh, the CDC now says uh, that after you test positive, I think you do it five days and you don't need to get a PCR test because those are more reliable and more accurate. So go ahead and get an antigen test because they're not as sensitive. And if he, and if he's negative on one of those, he can come back to school. So um, we decided that uh, we would wait till, you know, he was feeling better. You know, he has like a minor cough. Lucy has a little bit of a sniffle, but uh, you know, we're like, we'll, we'll do the stricter tests. Let's, let's not skate. And, you know, we don't want to, and um, my daughter's preschool did um, basically close, I think, because of uh, not, not her her classroom, not the whole school, um, because they have them all separated there. So I think that we brought this upon uh, her class. And so anybody watching, sorry, yeah, it was us. Uh, but, um, you know, and uh, we were uh, we were very careful in the way that you still go out and do stuff. We did go to Santa's village before Christmas. We did go to Legoland for new years. And honestly, we felt pretty good in all of those places. There was like one time we were eating inside at a restaurant. We're like, oh, this is a little crowded, but even that wasn't crowded. Like the old days. Um, we do believe that we came into contact with, let's just say a family member who hmm. uh, had recently been somewhere, which is fine. However, uh, that person might not have informed us of the fact that they felt stuffy and ha were sneezing and stuff like that. And someone who usually doesn't get sick. And it was only after the fact where they were like, oh, yeah, well, we just thought it was a cold. So um, that was unfortunate. But I think that that's kind of a we could have gotten it anywhere. It could have been, you know, it could have been not going to an amusement park. It could have been, you know, it could have been like I could have. Uh, dip my my mask below my nose at uh, at at Vons, you know, to have a uh, <laughs> to stick my face in the uh, in the donut bin and uh, just go bobbing candle. for donuts like I Every usually do. Target, pull the mask and I smell a candle. Yeah. I'm like, is there COVID in here? Yeah, <laughs> hope not. Sea breeze smells good though. My yeah. Out. So uh, yeah, so that uh, was a, it was a very uh, interesting slash not particularly fun turn of events. Uh, but, uh, we are glad that ultimately everybody's feeling healthy, uh, at this point. Uh, the, the question is whether or not Felix might go back to school tomorrow, uh, Friday, he'll definitely go back on Tuesday. Man. Um, and the long, the long weekend. Yeah. That's kind of well, where he's going to do some schoolwork at home, I imagine. But yeah. oh yeah, he's been doing the schoolwork at home, but, uh, we're, we're like a day behind on the schoolwork. Uh, and he gets up before. So I go downstairs with him. We have breakfast and then he's done with his previous day's work by 7 a.m. So, nice. but uh, yeah. And, and Jeff, you, uh, and I don't know. I mean, I guess a big part of this is look, li you literally can get it anywhere there. You can think about places you might've gotten it, people you might've gotten it from, but you don't really know. I saw somebody tweet that uh, I, I wish that part of COVID testing was that, you know, when it, you get a positive result, it tells you who gave it to you, you know, because <laughs> that, then you knew for sure who to blame. Um, it would be interesting if they could say, well, here's the day where you probably got it. Cause then you're like, all right, I know what I did, you know? 
Um, it feels it, like they're like uh, because of vaccines and everything. And I mean, I know this is some people's hypothesis, but like, are we get are we entering the like it's just like another flu thing? Well, now? that's kind of where I was I going think it's with the Omicron with, variant. It right. is like supposed to be quick in, quick out, meaning like you don't get too sick and yeah. it doesn't last too long. But it's the most transmissible and right. it's infecting the most people. Right. Yeah, it's like that. That's kind of what I was going to say is that with this this Omicron one is like it's like pretty much everybody's going to get it. And then people who don't get it, they're the ones who, you know, might there could be like a wave of people getting sick in a few months uh, from it. But it's the the worst day that I had. I remember it was like, I don't know, it was like one eighth of having a sore throat, you know, I mean, of having like strep throat. And I remember just uh, I, I was saying to a friend, I'm like. You know, if I woke up every day and I felt like this, I'd get used to it in, you know, like a week. You well, know? Like, I mean, the amount of times we used to all go to work sick and just oh my God. live our lives sick, just go yeah. places and drink and yeah. being busy public. But now, like, I think people in general, like even if it's COVID or not, people are like, yeah, I'll work from home today or like I won't go to the bars. But like in the past, I was like, I'm dying, but I can't I got to work. That's life. Like I should yeah. never take a break. So hopefully it teaches it's, t- it's taught us to be like, it's OK. Take yeah, well, I mean, for God's sake, at least take a day, you know, yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah. And I mean, a lot of people being able to work from home. I mean, Jeff, you were talking that you have something that you have to do work wise. But the fact of the matter is that you don't have to go somewhere to do it. So as much of a you know task as that might be to overcome, I assume the fact that at least you can kind of do it on your schedule and uh you know not have to head out into the world at least makes it a little easier right yes and no i think with this one it sucks because with the lack of concentration i put it on myself so it's like i then don't feel like i can stop working so i'm spending like my whole life sitting staring at a screen accomplishing nothing (laughs) and then it's like you don't get the rest that you need like you, exactly you shouldn't even though you're at home doesn't necessarily mean they're like well it's it's better it's easier it's like you should probably not work well it's it's twofold too because i mean i'm already you know i basically live in a studio apartment right they got the basement which is my room and there's the bathroom down there so it's like i don't really go anywhere and my desk with all my equipment's down there um and then because my stepdad was the first one here who got sick uh he was up here so we kept the door closed down there like i just haven't gone anywhere hardly at all in like a week and a half or so and the last place i went was like this record store that i've been going to nice um that's a good place to go yeah it's like all old uh analog records nice and musty nice (laughs) yeah uh did you go somewhere to like wait to get a test or did you do a home test Uh, i haven't actually been tested but it's uh, natasha has because she has to for work right so it was just one of those ones where i'm like i'm sick you have the same symptoms i have a day after i have them to the t i have covid you tested (laughs) positive for covid yeah i have covid i'm not like it's no there's no point in wasting my time and money going to get a positive test when it's not going to affect where I go right. because I stay in the exact same place I would if I was quarantining yeah. or if I was living my life. There there could be a point where you might want to know if it's gone, but that might not even be a week or two. You know what I mean? That could be like yeah. if you're going to go to uh, just you know a get together, you were going to do something, you were going to see someone, 
maybe you're like, all right, let me just make sure. But yeah, I know what you're saying. And well, the problem is my, my, so the PCR test, right? My yeah. stepdad has been testing positive for like multiple weeks and has been oh, wow. completely symptom free now. Right. I don't, I don't know if it's been that long, but he's been testing positive for like a while yeah. and totally symptom free to the extent where they're like, they're telling him, yeah, you can test positive for 90 days with a PCR test after this. Well, and then that must be why the my kids' schools are like, you should do the antigen test because it's like if you have it actively and you have it bad, it's going to come up. It's going to come up positive. And I didn't I honestly until you said that, I didn't realize you could test positive for that long. That's um, what they were told. So, yeah. I mean, no, I'm no, not, I'm sure. I don't want to, I just don't want to say like, this is true information. No, no, no. It's but it, it's, look, somebody said it, uh, you know, who it, it was. Knows. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and the, the thing that was interesting was the, you know, talking about the little like minor, uh, you know, allergies, sore throat thing. The day that I tested uh, negative was the day that I felt so much worse than the day that I felt uh, that I tested positive. And, you know, my first thought was, you know, okay, well, the kids and Heather all tested positive. I tested negative. Maybe it was a bad test, but I will tell you, I mean, we've been getting these kind of tests up the nose for a while now. This was the most thorough one I'd ever had. This lingered and went so deep that I'm surprised I didn't come afterwards. I mean, <laughs> it was seriously like, I, you know, I was like, do we smoke a cigarette? I mean, what's for, for real? It was like, Oh, he got up there. I'm like, all right. So if I got it, I got it. But, and then I, I did the take home one, which, you know, was a self test, which <laughs> I definitely came after that one, but uh, <laughs> I did the self test. And, uh, and then like that one comes back positive and I'm like, well, now I don't know what to do. So I needed the tiebreaker test. So I took the kids yesterday, but also, because I want to know, like, especially with Felix not having really ever been sick and Lucy having felt well for at this point now, it's like six days, maybe five days, you know? So, uh, yeah. And I mean, ultimately I think it's like, all you can do is be as prepared as you can, you know, if, if that includes getting boosted. I actually, I know a lot of friends in other parts of the country where, uh, the boosters aren't available for everybody just yet. So I have a lot of friends like my age, and even though I'm elderly, uh, haven't been boosted yet because they're not allowed to where they live. So, um, you know, and I did that and all you can do is test. And it's like, honestly, though, we did test. And then we sent Felix back to school on Wednesday because his test was negative, mm -hmm. you know. So, I mean, there's only so much you can do. And, you know, like we were saying, this this Omicron is so contagious, but in the way that the the symptoms are fairly minor uh, for the most part. And Gene Beretta has uh, some great advice that uh, just be a miserable recluse like me. Um, that, by the way, miserable recluse would be a, a great name for a podcast. Uh, if Gene, I know you have the Beretta brothers, which fuck. I was just going to make a joke and I forgot the guy's name. God damn it. Never mind. I interrupted oh. you for nothing. Oh, that's Springsteen. That was a Springsteen album. Miserable Recluse. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> Miserable Recluse sounds like a synonym for Bon Iver. <laughs> Describes the music pretty well. Yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> the, the uh, target demographic as well. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, and uh, the, the thing is, too, it's like people that I know who've tested positive, who are one single or... Um, you know, uh, sometimes live alone. 
they're like, Oh my God, I've watched like, I've watched all of Netflix help. I need something. No, I still, I I'm still an episode behind on uh book of Boba Fett. So, uh, but oh, you're not missing. That's what, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, by the way, uh, Zia really appreciated this detail of the story that, uh, I, 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 before my flight Wednesday night, I downloaded episode two of book of Boba Fett to watch on the flight. And I sit down on the flight and uh, click on Disney Plus, download not complete. So I didn't even get that part right. <laughs> so like I couldn't even watch Book of Boba Fett on on uh, my flight. Um, but uh, so in any case, yeah. And uh, I want to watch Peacemaker. I know that that premiered today. Oh, uh, today. Oh, yeah. Right. On on Howbow Max, Max, which is what Felix Hobo? calls it. He called the the app used to be HBO Now, and he used to call that Howbow Now, and now Howbow he knows now. that it's. How about, how about now? Ma- how about you Max? Ready? How, no? about how about now? How about Max? How about, how about now? now? How about Go? Remember, there also used to be a How about Go? HBO that was, Go. That's what How about yeah, Go? Yeah, there were all these yeah. things. There were all these different ways that people could uh, be disappointed at the lighting on Game maybe, of Thrones. Maybe HBO can start an ad campaign with Hobo Max for HBO Max. Just <laughs> like a destitute guy who's like, <laughs> I can panhandle for enough for an HBO Max <laughs> subscription. <laughs> can I watch uh, it here on my Obama phone? I really wish it was called Hobo Fights and not Bum Fights because I could have made a, a, a HBO, Oh my gosh. HBO I, yeah. Yeah, there was a there Hobo was a fight. minute where bum fights were uh, very bad, horrible were thing to people were doing. I, I like conceptually I was just like the act of making bum fights seems reprehensible, but the idea of somebody should do bum fights and putting it into motion. That's kind of brilliant. Sometimes, sometimes you have to like, you know, even, even bad ideas. Sometimes you're like, well, that, that it, it's as ideas go, it's, it, it seems interesting, but then, you know, actually paying uh, homeless people to fight. Here's not the thing the on, on homeless people fighting. I get <laughs> which is which by the way, Jeff, we've been waiting 474 <laughs> weeks to talk about this. So finally, I know, that, yes. I know that you were waiting for this hot take. Yes. <laughs> First of all, I get the like, you know, the voyeurism. They're like, oh, two people fighting just in general. It's like, oh, what the hell's going on here? Right. And two people with nothing to lose. You're like, oh, what what the hell's gonna go on here? But like the impression I always got of those videos and that whole setup was basically like, oh, you're straight up Leo DiCaprio in that scene from Django Unchained where the two black guys are fighting to the death. Like you're oh, that disgusting yeah. person who's just like, yes, <laughs> you are below me. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like $10 yeah. so or whatever they up. throw. Yeah. It's wow. Assholes. That was like the dawn of, of uh, what was the, what was the website at the time that it was on? Uh, oh, the bum fights was on before YouTube. It was like uh, I can't. Yeah, remember. I mean, my brain's they, not working. They were tapes. That, weren't they tapes that you could buy first? Uh, were they? What was it bum steak fights? and cheese? That's so fucked up. There was like a. I feel like there was. A, there used to be some gross website. It was called something like Steak and Cheese, and it was just like one of these blog like websites where it was just a yeah, bunch you, of disgusting pictures or Jeff, videos. And do all you sorts know of why? Shit. Do you know why? <laughs> you associate disgusting website with steak and cheese because yep you knew exactly (laughs) where i was going is because what is what is the signature sandwich of philadelphia which by the way 
Uh, part of my trip uh, would have included uh, swinging by and getting a, an authentic cheesesteak because I was going to visit some relatives Whit -whiz? in uh, South Jersey. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Witwiz. Yeah. I, I, when I order them out here in California, I always go provolone. But if I'm back there, I feel like I got to get it Witwiz. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's probably what you're thinking. You know, speaking of Philadelphia, uh, Gene has a very specific question for Will that I didn't think of, but I will definitely ask. Uh, how were the, what were the protocols like on Blackish? You know, I, I have, uh, my, uh, our friend, uh, Caitlin, who has been on this show and on Marvel movie talk a couple of times, she has worked on a number of sets, including, uh, WandaVision. And, uh, she was working, I think, uh, almost done with the, the Godfather show for Paramount plus, uh, so Godfather I, show? I, it's a show about, I think, making the Godfather, not uh, a show about oh, the, the actual. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, I was like, oh, God, did we? No, no, no. It I, it's, it, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like Feud or one of those shows. It's about making. Oh, but it's something. a drum, dramatic. Just I think it's a dramatized. dramatized. Okay. Yeah. Making Are you sure that Godfather. it's not the Godfather on uh, country music television where it's just about your brothers in Christ helping make sure that your children know Whoa. about? His lords, the Godfather, like a nice, a, a you, nice Godfather. You, you reminded me about the uh, group of people that uh, I saw at the park earlier today, but I'll have to get to that in a moment. Uh, Jeff, I uh, sorry, Will. Uh, yes. Yeah, what was it? Uh, you know, my understanding is that on sets, like everybody on the crew wears masks, and then uh, when cameras are rolling, actors uh, obviously take them off. Yeah, I, I've done now three Pam and Tommy, American Crime Story, and Blackish. All like, wait a minute, like you're in Pam and Tommy. Very briefly, yeah. Do you play Tommy's huge hog? No, that'd be great. You're not though. tall enough. Yeah, just that's true. To me right. just like, there's there's no way you're not. Yeah, you're just not big enough. I'm sorry. You <laughs> play like, the guy uh, from the Van Dutch dog rides when they're like. That... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So you've been. Uh, sorry, you've been on a few sets, Will. Um. Yeah, and it's kind of it's all the same. Where like cast has masks and face shields for like in between takes and kind of going from sets yeah. you know fuck up your makeup and stuff so we have a yeah. little like plastic shield when we're not wearing our mask but then when we're like braked or whatever they take us back to our trailer and we just stay in there alone which is like <laughs> it's so bad um <laughs> oh, they bring trailer. me all the food i want and but, uh, all the drinks i could ever want this is like such a like even beyond first world problems because it's like a, an actor booking a job problem but like <laughs> the grind to actually book a job is incredibly demoralizing and so brutal that by the time you get there it's like a tiny fucking room with like something that isn't even the size of a bed and a bathroom that doesn't work and it's like hot <laughs> and they're like just stay in here for like six to eight to maybe ten hours until we're ready to use yeah. you and you're like cool 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 sweet 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 um but anyway crews yeah crews got their mask on people there's covid officer people who like come into rooms and are like there's two extra people in here some 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 people need to leave so people have to leave caitlin and and my friend alexa who i know you've met they were covid officers on the the well not the reshoots but the the wrap-up shooting on wandavision when they because they couldn't finish before the pandemic so like all the stuff in the town square that they did uh you know like the different eras on that show they filmed all that in la whereas everything else had been filmed in atlanta so they yeah. were the covid protocol officers and uh, okay. yeah so uh it's uh it's it sounds like an interesting job but also man you have to you're like the hall monitor like yeah it sucks you know? people yeah, always totally. look at them like oh, jesus that's like um, being yeah. a fashion police on an episode of rupaul's drag race <laughs> <laughs> these two dresses look the same we got it someone one of you's got to change um <laughs> 
yeah, so like, I don't know. And it's one of those things where it's like everything is so COVID-y now that it, it just kind of is another thing. And like, I don't know when, especially productions are going to not have to do any of that stuff because there's such a sure. inherently crowded thing. Um, like, when are we ever going to not wear, you know what I mean? Like, who fucking knows now? Anymore? Well, do you want, if you want to not wear a mask, uh, you know, if our pal Jason Blair was in the chat, you know, he would give us uh, frontline reporting from Texas and, uh, I understand in, uh, in in Florida, it's actually against the law to wear a mask at any time. I'm exaggerating. Oh. Uh, I, was know, like, not... I thought it was all about personal freedoms. And if a, ma- a couple and their kid got kicked out of a restaurant because they were wearing masks. And this guy was like, we got no mask policy here. And they were like, <laughs> oh, okay, well, we just wanted it's to eat something. the bandito clause. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> the bandito clause. I don't understand that joke. Sometimes things are over my head. That's all right. It's uh... <laughs> Bandito just... is a Hispanic term for a bandit. Yeah. And bandits often covered their face with I masks. I see. I see what you're saying. I, their I identity. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. so, you know. It, it, you know what? You know what? It, it, it visualized uh, Daredevil episodes one and two, the way that he dressed before he had the suit, you know, season the reverse. one. Is yeah. The, well, yeah, but it's just that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. But I thought they didn't care about him before he wore the suit. That, well, that no, that's probably true. Anyway, yeah. we're sorry, we're getting uh, we're getting no. So it, it was not as crazy as I think people might think. Yeah. I mean, it's strict and it is, and you got to test fifty fucking million times. You know, yeah. tested like two, three times before the shoot, tested day of. Um, it was pretty, pretty rigorous. Yeah, but, I have a I have a friend who does wardrobe uh, for the Tonight Show uh, back in New York, and she's one of the first people I knew who like started like working in a studio again. And it went from, I think that they tested two times a week back in the like late 2020 the OG COVID maybe. days. Yeah. yeah. And now, uh, especially because there was ever since the week where they had to like shut down an entire episode of SNL. Now they uh, test every single day. Mm. So, you know, and, and everyone tests every day. So, yeah. and I think a lot of the talk show hosts have all like cycled through having COVID at some point, you know, and, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, we're we're at the point where we've had the Thanos variant because it's inevitable. I think that we yeah. all just get it, and uh, you know, and then you know, it's it, it, I like to think that it's mild because uh, I got two shots and a booster. But anybody who's unvaxxed, if they get it, and it's mild. I hope that happens for them too. I don't want anybody. To, I never want anybody to get it bad. Uh, you know, I just, I always hope that everybody does. Okay. Uh, I've known some people who are vaxxed and boosted, you know, Roxy Stryer been on this show many times. She got it like really bad, but Ooh. she was fully vaxxed and had been boosted like a month earlier. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it just, uh, people react differently to it. And, um, Jeff, I, uh, I, I think that, uh, you're exhibiting the same amount of, uh, of energy with just as many rapid one-liners that uh, if you didn't tell me, if you didn't tell us that you, you had COVID, I don't think, I don't think we would have guessed. Good. (laughs) (laughs) But did you delete your Twitter, by the way, are you off Twitter now? I deleted that. You did. Yeah, Cause I, I, I had I, to, I had to tag do Ray Jeff because I couldn't find. Oh, but do so do Ray Jeff is still around. You've just fully become, you've let Duray Jeff take you over entirely. I had the, I had the other one as like a bookmark on one of my things. So sometimes I'd be tempted to click on it. And so I deleted it. So I would no longer have the temptation. Just because stupid people's stupid tweets would make you frustrated. 
that and it's also part of the problem was i mean i probably could have looked into it but i at one point i remember being like i should delete some of my old tweets because they're just stupid jokes that i wiped my entire podcast. twitter history but somehow yeah. there's still ones that pop up that are like still around like replies to like rob lorich and yeah. fucking old black cast replies and i'm like sure how did these not get del- i don't understand how well, these because ones- yeah i don't yeah maybe because it's a reply don't and worry it's I, bullshit I, about like old horror movies they're not yeah. nothing's and that's the thing no, is, I'm like I, i'm not actually worried about their i screenshotted shit. all the problematic ones don't worry good good, good. okay that's cool. fine yeah right yeah i mean i'm not worried about anybody really going through it or i mean look if anybody's dumb enough to think a joke represents you at this point right which is everyone uh yeah great i don't know what yeah. to tell you but if, if but, i'm if i'm ever up for the 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 right kind of job yeah i will definitely delete my twitter before i even interview i'll just like, i mean you know i haven't what? i haven't gone like looking for a new job but i've thought about it so i was like i should delete this now <laughs> i <laughs> but that's the thing is like i more than anything than more than being worried i like the idea of like the fresh start was kind of like what what was appealing to me. I was like, it's kind of cool to clean out old Instagram posts and just kind of like tighten things up. And was like, it's nice to, I don't know. I said so many fucking stupid things that were lame over the course of like 10 years that I would read old jokes and be like, this isn't even funny. It's not offensive at all. It's just bad. It's a bad joke. Yeah. No, I, I mean, and at some point you might've just posted something that you might've believed at one time, but you don't like at some point you might've thought love is forever. And obviously there's no way that that's true. So, sure, you know, listen, <laughs> it's true. A lot of pictures, I'm, a lot of posts. I'm la- I'm laughing because, uh, the, that's if really Ken, the real if reason Ken, did it. If I was Ken getting were, remarried. If, if Ken were with us right now, you know that he would still be laughing so hard at that because <laughs> that always seems to be the stuff that sets him off. That, that, that I got divorced. Yeah, that yeah, I was something. in a relationship that didn't LOL. work out. <laughs> Remember <laughs> when that relationship you had ended? Remember that time <laughs> that you hilarious. got married and you thought it would like meant something and then it turns out like you're a bitch yeah. and you fucking got divorced? Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how those vows you made were a lie? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Remember you know, your, I did, your old I did. religion, you quit? I did have a uh, I did have a, a Facebook memory uh, of uh, because we we did uh, we did two episodes that were the ones with the wives, and uh, oh, yeah. one of those popped up recently, and uh, I was like, oh yeah, I, for- I forgot that we did that. But uh, you Just got two, one of those did- now. You got a you got a wife I haven't met. That's true. <laughs> Jeff met her very briefly at a bar before COVID. It we had like a friend gathering, and that was like february or early march 2020 like it was right. like right before yeah uh but yeah there's still a handful of people who haven't met her and now she's in on the east coast until the summer so so jeff will yeah. likely see her again before i ever see her the first time i'm going back out there in february jeff if oh, you're yeah. if you're covid free by then and no one's visiting you that's when i'm supposed to be going to mexico <laughs> oh, shit. nice will will you go bandito style just to bring it full circle see <laughs> And uh, the delightful uh, Gene in Philly says, congratulations. And uh, Dominicus Saxon, I'm glad I got divorced or I would have never met Mrs. Saxon. Yeah. 26 and a half years and going strong. Is yeah, that how look- old she is? <laughs> oh, man, I love that. That's beautiful. 26 and a half years old. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, you know, our, uh, our, our pal uh, Jason Blair uh, was uh, married right after college for about one year. And he's been with his wife, Cheryl, now for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, even our former employer, 
Mr. Dennis Miller, he has been with his wife, Carolyn, for uh, now. It's like almost, no, it's more than 30 years. But, uh, you know, a simple Google search will reveal that he had been married at some point before that, you know? Yeah. Some some it's, people, and by the way, let me just point out, our friend Zia, Zia Anderson, was married for one week that's before right. she is now married to her husband. She did Nick the Brittany and K-Fed thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, totally. And by the way. There's no way I don't know anything about her former spouse. Zia was definitely the K-Fed, K-Fed in that relationship. 100%. I'll, I'll send this clip to her and she'll be like, oh, yeah, totally. I was definitely okay. the K-Fed. I yeah. just think that like marriage is marriage is special when it's like a promise you make with the person you're with. But as like an institution and a piece of paper, like people are too precious about the idea that divorce is like some some fucking like spit in God's face bullshit. It's like yeah. it's just an expensive breakup. It's fine. Fucking accept if, the amount of people who were like, well, we stayed together. We didn't get divorced. I'm like, yeah, but you've hated each other for 30 years. Imagine being with someone you didn't hate for those 30 years. If you're not happy and you can't work it out and you try everything you can do and it's just not working, get a fucking divorce and grow the fuck up. God. Yeah. It, it, it should be like, you, you know, when when you guys used to, you know, when you were kids and you would read the the funny pages, you know, the the Sunday comics and you know, maybe you were looking for like uh, Calvin and Hobbes or Farsight or whatever there forever. There's been one called Andy Cap. And Andy Cap is like basically jokes about this guy who who basically like beats his wife. Oh, I God. mean, not LOL. No, he's, he's in this like this terrible relationship and he hates his wife. And then there was the other one called the Lockhorns, where like they clearly hate each other. And they're like, well, why are they married? You know, and it's almost like that's kind of the thing. And look, it gets messier when people have kids and, and I can see that making it a harder decision, but yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I, I may or may not know a couple who stayed together for the dogs for a while before they finally, uh, realized that they couldn't do it anymore, but, uh, may or may not. That's all I'm saying about that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, uh, you know, and, yeah, Dominica Saxon says, I can't believe we used to laugh at Andy Cap. I mean, he he has his own delicious uh brand of of hot fries that you can buy. At the same time, with with the honeymooners, where literally the tagline is about spousal abuse, yeah. straight to the moon. <laughs> I'm gonna well, fucking hit you so hard, you're gonna be in space. Bitch. Well, and remember that's, uh that's when show, Trey Parker and Matt Stone did the That's My Bush, which was the, the Bush <laughs> yeah, family. Was, I remember the, when that came out, it was yeah. one of those things where I hadn't heard any marketing for it previously. Yeah. And then he looked so much like Bush. I was so like much. I was I was confused for a minute. I was like, "There's this is a joke in a show, right? Like this <laughs> yeah. isn't real, right? Because that but, really looks like him." And I'm very confused. And yeah. But it was it, it was like the idea was it was like clearly that's my bush. The series that um, did not come back for a second season because apparently after 9/11, somebody thought that show wouldn't be funny anymore whatever agree to disagree <laughs> yeah agree to disagree thank you jeff thank you for saying what we're all thinking but uh and it was it was obviously it was just a parody of the conventions of the sitcom and it was like oh but what if it's the president and and all that and the the tagline on that show was laura one of these days i'm gonna and then the audience would say it with him punch you in the <laughs> face because that's really what that's what the honeymooners what was, the honeymooners was yeah. it's like alice one of these days i am gonna break a fucking bottle over your head you i will say cow. that 
Trey Parker, Matt Stone, I mean, besides a couple of South Park episodes that actually have been taken down, like, are pretty uncancelable because of the fact that they remain in this weird, like, meta-comedy way that they yeah. are inherently the people who are like, yeah, that's the whole point of, like, what we why we make the show. Like, the, have you watched yeah. any of the post-COVID South I saw Park? both of them, yeah. I thought that they were... Have you, have I you seen couldn't either of those, get Jeff? over yep. and lost my mind about the fact that Butters had become this, like, NFT-selling mastermind. I just... <laughs> I was, was just, great. like, lost... I haven't seen South Park in years, and I was like, this shit is still so funny. That's why those were so good. You didn't have to keep up. It did tie directly into what happened in recent seasons, but it, right. it didn't matter. And yeah, and and in terms of Trey and Matt, like episodes of South Park that are not available are not because Trey and Matt took them down. It's, you know, corporations like Viacom, who owns Comedy Central, and Warner Brothers, who owns HBO Max, that, uh, but, you know, you if you bought the dvds when they came out you have those episodes with muhammad in them you know uh yeah like the superhero super friends. best friends so yeah, yeah super best friends yeah and uh you know I, you you might not want to advertise that <laughs> that you have those in your house uh but uh you know some people might have them uh, but anyway, yeah, and it's uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess we were just talking sort of about the institution of marriage and, you know, the starting point for portrayal of marriage. Sometimes uh, it can be that. And, you know, I think that uh, if you look at like married with children at face value, you think like, oh, my God, they can't stand each other. It's like, no, they're they definitely annoy each other. But like how many of, of the problems are sar solved with like. All right, let's go upstairs, you know? So it's like they like each other enough, you yeah. know? They've just they've just been around each other they for bang it out. Yeah. Know? I think I think that's a little bit that way. more realistic. What if they just go upstairs to a padded room where they abuse each other? Married with Jeff. What if they do? Uh, Look, I mean... that's the that's the reunion series we need, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Season 12 of Married with Children. Let's get it. <laughs> Why don't they just make like you know how they love to make a sequel to to franchises that don't need sequels. They should make one to that Fifty Shades of Grey where she's just like, no, stop it. And then he keeps doing it. And then she sues him for sexual assault and takes his millions and then doesn't have to put up with his shit anymore. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. And, and honestly, if if he's really into like submissive stuff, probably get off on it. You know, I mean. I've, uh, I, you know, I've heard about there's those, uh, those like services that offer like, you know, dominatrix submissive where it's like, they'll call you and, you know, tell you to drain your bank account and send all your money to them. And that's apparently people are into it. You know, I mean, uh, crazy, crazy stuff out there. Not, uh, well-balanced, uh, good Good old fashioned uh, U.S. of A. style. Uh, 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 sorry, I'm reading something. Uh, you know, uh, marriage. Uh, David House. Uh, man is 103, wife is 101. They go to their attorney to seek a divorce. Attorney asks, "Why now?" Answer is, "We're waiting for our kids to die." <laughs> <laughs> they held on. Um, and uh, you know, speaking of uh, 103 and 101. Uh, a lot of people were, uh, of course, covering this, uh, you know, uh, Betty White was one of these beloved figures that people thought was so funny. And uh, she hung in there. And much like George Burns, who uh, had a big 100th birthday celebration plan, uh, passing away just short of it. 
And uh, that's, uh, that's, you know, it's like, oh, that's too bad they didn't make it to 100. But God, when you've got like nine, 99 and seven eighths years uh, of life and when you're in show business for 50 years, like Will Sterling will be, obviously, yeah. and we'll all be part of the Will Tourage. Yeah, exactly. One of those days. Wait, she, she was probably in show business for like 75 years. I don't know why I said 50. I mean, <laughs> after all the attention that she's gotten for 100 years, do you think that like a show like that for Betty White is like uh, getting sung happy birthday at a restaurant? She just died of embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> what if she that was the it. official cause? <laughs> um. And uh, I thought that uh, obviously, you know, when when something like that happens, it's sad. But of course, much sadder was the the passing of Bob Saget, who had very limited interaction with, but you know, chatted with a couple of times. Uh, one of the last guests on Dennis's podcast, the Dennis Miller Option, uh, was Saget, and he was like trying to convince Dennis that he didn't want to like quit. He's like, "Oh, but you're so good at this. Why why don't you keep doing it?" And he's like, "No." No, you see that barn? Yeah, I've already sold it to Ellen for $45 million. <laughs> That's right. God damn it. You see that barn? <laughs> yeah, I don't own it anymore. So, uh, and again, public record, not telling tales out of school. It's out there. It's true. Um, but, uh, you know, and uh, just a, a great, uh, you know, a very funny guy. And uh, I I posted on uh, Facebook that... Uh, I, I think the way that he would want us to remember him is this clip. And it was his clip from the aristocrats and uh, a, a fairly conservative person that I know who lives in Mississippi uh, commented on that video and said, I, I loved Bob Saget. I loved his standup, but not that video. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly why I did it is specifically for you. There's, there's something about that video rewatching that because that movie came out when I was in high school, but that joke's been around for a long time. It's like we're looking at today, you know, cancel culture stuff and tweets from 10 years ago. When he tells this joke, it's like it's so clear that his version and brand of offensive is like, just say whatever disgusting thing can pop into my head. But it it doesn't feel like intentional in terms of like he used to believe some kind of crazy thing or he was a racist or he was a misogynist yeah. or a homophobe or sexist. He's just saying objectively disgusting shocking things because that's the nature of the joke not because that's who bob saget was as a person that for some reason like despite how gross it is on the surface hearing that and having like met him a couple of times i'm like he's just saying shit it's not it feels like that's the way dirty comedy sort of yeah. used to work where it was like once it got personal and you realize like oh this person is a fucking is a piece of shit. It's like, yeah, that person deserves to be canceled if they're not going to make a change. But like Bob Saget was just saying like objectively gross things because it, I mean, and it, it was, it was sort of like the old style of dirty comedians. Not that his, his act seemed old or dated right. in any way, but I do remember like his act, you know, 35, 30 years ago included stuff like where he's like, is that, you know, something like uh, my girlfriend of nine years, that's her age, you know, just very deadpan say stuff right. like that, which like, you know, like, no, we it's no child abuse is not funny. We right. get that. But right. that doesn't mean that that joke is not funny. And, you know, and he would be like, no, uh, but my my new girlfriend, I'm nuts over her. And he was standing. And so he would put his uh, his hand right below his nuts and be like, she's this tall. And it was just like the very deadpan way that he was saying very inappropriate things. You know, and it, it's like, yeah, you can you you don't think badly of him because of the styles of jokes that he told. I mean, 
And, you know, I mean, you walk away from that aristocrats movie and he and Gilbert Gottfried have, you know, some of the best tellings of just the point is to be the most reprehensible, dirty joke ever right. told. That's the goal. So you just go with it. But Will, um, you posted something sort of very sweet and heartfelt. And I know we don't usually do that on this uh, this show, <laughs> but I, I, I was like, I want Will to kind of talk a little bit about just, you know, the personal connection, because yeah. to me, my connection to Bob Saget is him as the the comedian that people didn't expect to be so dirty right because the shows that he were on were were a, a bit young for me by the by the point that you uh, i remember you hated full house you were I did, like, yeah. i fucking hate that show i and did well just because it yeah i mean it, it it didn't speak to you know if you were older than dj tanner if you were older than candace cameron beret uh the show probably wasn't for you right that and, I was right yeah. in the wheelhouse, you know, yeah, when I was a little sure. kid, I grew up, the show I think started in 87. I was born in 87. So yeah. like I grew up on reruns and then the rest of the new episodes. Um, and uh, it was just like the fact there was a handful of sitcoms as a kid that were like the fabric of my DNA growing up, like Fresh Prince, Full House, Family Matters, uh, The Cosby Show. Unfortunately, that doesn't <laughs> that's like one of those things where I'm like, fuck, this had such a big influence on me. And that person ended up being just like an actual piece of shit where like Bob Saget told dirty jokes, but was a very good human being. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, that show was so like defining for me and my sister that it was like the way that we told that, how we understood time a half hour was an episode of full house. And so our mom would like take us to meetings. We didn't want to go to. And we'd ask a her like AA meetings for you and your sister. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we asked like how how many episodes of Full House will this be, and she'd be like one, one, two, three, and so like the way that we judged telling time was based on a, a Full House episode, and uh, so to then to grow up and know that he was like this dirty foul comedian. When I started doing stand up, I remember I wanted to like when I first started, I was like I'm gonna try to keep it clean because like not that many people do, and inevitably I was like this shit is fucking boring. Like like at least <laughs> swearing and making like yeah. sex jokes is funny, um, and I never got you know to that level and that's why i'm saying like i don't think there's any old tweets that i thought were so hilarious and secretly misogynist but like i remember he, when i met him the first time i was like oh he's so he's such a nice guy and then he was on a couple other podcasts and was like consistently always just like such a sweet guy and everybody like loved being around him and it was just like always a pleasure for everybody in the room and anybody who'd known him before it was like so good for them to see him again like he just had that energy, you know, and I think that's one thing. That's the difference is like when you're a good person, if you fuck up in the past, but you have a reputation for also being a good like James Gunn, right? Told some bad, some stupid jokes, however many yeah. years ago, got fired. And everyone was like, what are you doing? He's the nicest guy in the world. Like, why would you do that? And everybody went to bat for him because they were like, he's a kind, good individual and we can move on past stupid things that. Uh, I think that that's, you know, if you're a good person above all else, like you're going to be fine so long as you're not doubling down on your on your bigotry. Uh, and so for Bob Saget to be like a dirty comedian, it was like, yeah, that's the stand up world. It just is what it is. It was if if you went to stand up shows, I would tell my friends like you, you're going to be offended in some way. Be prepared. Like if you're going to come see me perform like somebody on the stage tonight is going to brutally offend you or your partner or anybody in your group just be ready for it because that's remember just what the, people the time did. that i saw you i was offended by that 16 year old kid who was telling jokes <laughs> listen he a wasn't... fucking 
He had guys getting up there as like a, telling jokes about high yep. school at the comedy I, store. No, I, I 100% agree, but I was yeah. still offended by the fact that he was doing it. <laughs> Jeff, like, I felt like you were going to jump in with something. I was just going to say the maybe the exception that proves the rule, but like I think a lot of people said that Woody Allen's a good guy. That didn't true. prove to be true. That's fair. No, I mean, and, and look, you can you can certainly you know there are people who uh, have donated a lot of money and and done sort of things that uh, you're like, well, they're clearly good people, and then you find out things about them. You know, I mean, it's uh, you know Michael Jackson would be a good example. You know, it seemed like he did a lot of good things until it turns out like, oh yeah, but he did some really bad things allegedly. Um, you know. But, but yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's definitely a good point, you know? Um, and then you have the, ex the true exceptions are, you know, like Jeffrey Epstein, you don't have a lot of people going around like, nobody was such a great guy. Such a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe Trump. Yeah. Well, Trump, Trump probably said that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, you know, and then Epstein went and suicided himself. So, you know, that's <laughs> Yes, is that what he did? He suicided himself. That's what they say. That's oh. what they say. He he either suicided himself. Thought it was autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, look, the problem was that the 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 sheets that he was found with were twenty years old. So clearly, that is not mm, something that he would have suspicious. Been into. Yeah, very suspicious. That's how that's how they knew. Uh, yeah, look, I, I you know he either suicided himself or got suicided. Uh, you know, depending on which story you want to believe. Yeah, depending uh, on how you look at it. Yeah. Um, but um and somebody else died recently too, right? I'm forgetting someone, but I knew that Betty that White Betty White. And it wasn't Betty White. Oh, was, another oh, filmmaker. Um the, no, that guy, the guy from the the HBO series, uh Robert Durst. Oh uh, yeah. And that that led to my great tweet, which was the He died the in gif, jail. The gif of uh, yeah, the gif of Fred Durst. Where I just put, no, guys, sorry, it's not me. I didn't, I, I couldn't, I didn't understand that one. I was like, what is this? But I didn't think to think about it yeah. too hard. Well, that's I all see. right. It, it was see. for people who, who got it. Yeah. They, it was they, for people who got it. Yeah. This is for people. Yeah, that was for people who got it. Uh, yeah. That was, uh, yeah. I was on a, I was on a uh, tweet storm and it was actually very funny. There were, I saw a few comedians who did exactly the same thing. Uh, the first one I saw do it was, uh, was Jim Norton. He posted something very nice and heartfelt about Bob Saget. And then the next day he posted the exact same thing about Robert Durst, also referring to him as Bob, like word for word, you know, it was like about Robert Durst, you know, and just everybody was like, Oh, he was such a kind man. And, uh, I don't know. I thought it was funny for people to remember a guy who's clearly so bad. And, uh, you know, the, the fact that I don't know. I heard he had his neighbor in stitches. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> look the, we all know some other crazy shit like cut someone's fucking head yeah. off and dressed well, as a woman and pretend yeah, but, to be a mute homeless and person. then it's like we all know every mic is a hot mic and to to go take a leak and be like i killed them all every one of them <laughs> what the fuck are you doing like come I just on wanted to be... see what prison was all about was like, yeah, let's give it a, let's yeah. see what that's let me change of pace i mean the guess is that the whole thing for him because it was his idea it, yeah. it was a thrill it was the right. thrill of being you can't caught, catch right? me. You can't do this. I want to dance on the line. I want to wave my gun in the face of the police officer. That's what shoot someone on Fifth do. Ave and no one can stop me. Uh, and I think that's what he was doing. That's why he said it out loud audibly in that bathroom just to try to test another line, test another water. He may even have known he had that mic hot and wanted that's to true. see if point. they would actually play it or not. 
Yeah. And because he might have just been willing to, to deal with the consequences, but just been like, let's gamble. Let's roll the dice. It's uh, definitely serial killer behavior. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it, it, it's the, the you know, it, it in, a, in a movie, it's usually so hard to believe like, oh, come on, serial killer uh, returning to the scene of the crime. But in actuality, that does happen. And, you know, because they they kind of like to see it and they're like, does anybody know it's me yet? You still don't know it's me, do you? Oh my god, this is fucking amazing! You don't know that it's me. Uh, uh, speaking of serial killers, did you watch that Dexter show? I have not watched. I did. Uh, I watched the new. I season. have not watched New Dexter. Hmm. Um, I understand that some people felt uh, that there's there's an ending that some people aren't happy with, but also some people are like, well, the original show ended so badly that anything that they like the feeling is that this is an improvement because it ended so badly is that and, and just the the season as a whole made it the legacy of the show better because it was such garbage when it ended does that sound accurate jeff i would argue for my taste this was infinitely better than the last season of dexter okay. the last season yeah. of dexter sucked hard and this wasn't perfect but it hit the beats that it needed to that right. they didn't and i read one thing specific oh I, never mind well, I'll just say this. I read one thing specifically that the showrunner who came back for this because he left Dexter when it was doing well early on always had intended for the ending of this new run to be the run the ending of Dexter. So it was more of like buttoning up the way it was supposed to have ended. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, uh, so I you guys feel lot. like, uh, well, you know, Dominica Saxon chimes in, uh, the new Dexter wasn't as Dexterish as it could have been, but it made up for all the, for the old Dexter ending. Yeah. I think that, uh, that's fair. There's know. a couple, but it couldn't be as Dexter as it used to be because for a couple reasons, I don't think it's spoilers to say one of the premise is that he has stopped killing for almost a decade. Right. So yeah. he is not going to be nearly the same person cause he's not I mean, he was, he's like not feeding the beast for a decade. That's pretty huge yeah. character development for this character. And I think like a couple of things too, is like one, it used to be the overarching storyline, but then there was always a kill of the episode. You know, he always hunted and killed somebody at the end of every episode. And I think truly, as far as narrative character arcs go, like Dexter is not a character that I think we need to keep going indefinitely anymore because this whole like killing people thing, like, it gets a little, it's so, it's, it used, I don't know. I mean, it's felt however many years ago when it started, like, yeah, he's the guy who kills the killers. But now it definitely reflects on, like, the fact that his dad taught him to be a serial killer. It's like, that's fucking child abuse. He taught you how to be a serial killer. Like, that's fucked yeah. up. Well, and, like, he's not really a hero. He's a bad person, you know? And it starts to yeah. not paint him in the perfect light of, like, being a good guy that, like, I thought it was a great ending. I love a definitive ending. And I thought they really, I thought they did a good job. I'd agree with that. And I'd say they, there's things that they touched on in the original run. Cause Natasha hadn't seen it. So she rewatched it and it was on in the background for me. And there were things I noticed, right? Like he does talk like he hits later in the original run about, Oh, dead Harry teaching me to just kill people. Is that really the best solution? Right. Like, was that, that's kind of maybe lazy of him and just right. kind of not the right way to go. Maybe that was a frustrated police officer's easy way out. Um, but so I think that that kind of gets answered in this. I appreciated that they create a juxtaposition of Dexter's position in his relationship with somebody 
and I'm, I don't, I'm trying not to spoil it. No, I'm and, and, like hitting and, and on me personally, I appreciate it, but also I think a lot of people haven't seen it. Um, you know, I had, uh, I had, a I had a friend who uh, posted something, uh, after the, the premiere episode of the, uh, the, the sex in the city continuation sequel series. Yeah. And, uh, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like this guy is my friend who's uh, Tom Kelly. He's a big star Trek fan. I'm like, you can upset nerds with spoilers, but your your feed is going to be filled with death threats because you're spoiling something for all of these all of these women who are our age that probably don't get a chance to watch TV during the week, and they were saving it for the weekend. <laughs> and you know, as so, and it, it's funny because like that happened right before uh, Spider Man uh, No Way Home came out, which Jeff, I believe you still haven't seen because you I've, haven't had. A I saw that. Oh, yeah. you did see it. Okay, I saw it on christmas okay yeah oh, the no. last time i asked you you weren't sure when you were gonna see it so i we we kept canceling tickets and then it just worked out where there they i think they had added a show like at like 10 10 30 on christmas night so right. we we're like sure and we thought it would be nice and like more emptied and then it was nice and full so that was whatever but we saw the movie and people were quiet so it was yeah. good yeah Good. And I did you and and were you able to see it without having it spoiled? Which we won't directly spoil anything here because this isn't that kind of episode. Uh, I don't th- spoiled. I mean, no, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think I had anything more than I already pretty much knew. Yeah, get, I mean, there's there's stuff that was attention. in trailers, and then there's deductive reasoning that could come from the trailers. But there's stuff that like you thought might be me personally. There was stuff I thought might be in it, but I wasn't sure. Um, on the whole, and this won't be yet another episode of this, but on the whole, Jeff, did you, did you enjoy it? I did. I thought it was good. I don't think it was anything that, I mean, maybe I need to see it again. I think, uh, I saw it after people had been hyping it so much that I was kind of like, okay, let's see. And it was really good, but it wasn't, it wasn't the end all be all. I don't think it's, you know, I think people, love something that 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 has that kind of fan service and i think it did some of the best job at fan service with the kind of stuff that it was bringing us sure um but other than that i was like it was cool but it wasn't what what you're saying is that it's not the best spider-man 3 because the best spider-man 3 is still the original spider-man 3 with topher grace's venom yes okay no i think it's just (laughs) <laughs> I would say I walked out of the first one being really like, wow, that was a different movie. That was really fun. You mean uh, really uh, Homecoming? Homecoming, yeah. yeah I agree. I, I, I walked out of that one with a certain feeling that I'm just like, I don't have. And maybe it's just you get jaded after seeing multiple iterations of this kind of shit. And after all of the you know superhero movies we've had. Um, and I, again, I thought feel, it was really... Yeah. I thought it was really cool. I liked the story that they ultimately gave us, but it, I just wasn't like, I was just like, there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm always dissatisfied, right? I'm like, okay, I guess I could have done with less of that and more of this. I don't know. What do I want? Do I need, did I want it to really be a longer movie? I don't know. I, I just, it wasn't everything I think I thought it was, I was hoping it could be. Right. Well, as you guys were talking about Dexter and sort of like, you know, there are characters that we don't necessarily need to have around forever and uh, it, the tendency to kind of stretch them out. Um, I have not seen it yet, but I think I have to act quickly to make sure I see it while it's on HBO Max. I did not see the fourth Matrix movie. So without oh, diving yeah. into it, 
um, what are, I assume you saw it, Jeff, cause I know it's on HBO max. So, um, did you feel like it was worth making? Were you glad you watched it? Just those sort of fundamental feelings, you know, there could be, there could be nitpicky stuff within it, but I, I was entertained by it, but it's not, I mean, look, I think people who say that, that the magic left the matrix series, the more movies they made, I agree with. Right. Like that first one they made was really like, wow. Yeah. And you probably should have really just left it at that. Like if you really wanted the Matrix to have the the most lasting effect it could have had, we maybe should never have made any sequels. And that would have been a ton of money left on the table. And and maybe it would have sucked. But I'm just saying, like I mean, those movies made a just, lot of money with two and three. So they're probably like, yeah, at uh, least those ones were good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, Dominicus Saxon says Matrix four is definitely in the top three of Matrix movies. <laughs> so thank you for that. Oh, four. Yeah. Uh, Will, what did you think? Because I, I saw you post about it, but I actually forget what you said because I know you I think, watched it. I mean, I agree with Jeff watching it. I, actually, the first hour. Uh, well, I don't get too spoilery, but su- well, you can just spoilers, say Christian. Like to- he gets pulled out of the Matrix. He goes into the real world. He leaves the Matrix. Uh, what? There's a real world? Yeah. He leaves the Matrix. Part. He gets here. So the See, first hour. And I thought that this is the Matrix where we are right now. So now you just fucking blew my mind. But anyway, go ahead. I watched the first Matrix as a kid a million times. And it was so groundbreaking. And obviously, like, visual effects style and the story and everything. Two and three came out with enough time for them to make all that money. But I remember even seeing them in the theaters being like, I don't think these are very good. And then I watched yeah. them, like, ten years after. And I was like, these are definitely not good. And so I hadn't seen any Matrix movies since like maybe 2010. And so they flash back a lot to the first one and he's kind of like fucked up in his head. So I actually thought that first hour was was pretty good because I didn't have a ton of memories. And so it was kind of fun to be like, oh, he's like, what's is this? What's real? What's not real? And then as soon as they pull him out, I was like, boring, lame, weird tentacly guy. And it was just sort of all the same. Like I appreciated that they they uh they tried to retake the thematic element of it and not make it just about uh, the fight scene. So there's like agency for new characters and there's like good, there's like a fun heart to it. It It's completely unnecessary. I don't really know why we have it, but somehow in my opinion, it manages to be the second best matrix movie because well, two and three are so three like, are not so good yeah. and they're so forgettable that you're like, at least they tried more thematically with this. It has more to say than just I, about fight scenes. I'd agree with that to a certain extent. I think the, the second one and the third one, when they came out, I thought I felt like at the time they had more to say. I just didn't understand it. I thought they were confused. I was very confused <laughs> by them. Too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there must be a lot here because I don't understand it. Uh, so maybe that it would just had one of those like oh, it must be fancy because I don't know what they mean. <laughs> that's, what, that's honestly what I thought. And then when I watched them again, I was like, oh, they don't even know what they're doing. OK, no, cool. they don't so, even know. for sure. But uh, I, it wasn't horrible. It just wasn't necessary exactly. it was just super well, wasn't necessary and one of the things that i thought that they should have touched on and it, it's like half joking but not even joking the two people who made a movie about living a life thinking with like an entire image of who you are that exists in your mind versus the reality of your body outside of that image they're both transitioned and never touch on that in their movies. There's no character who is a woman in their mind and then a man when they come out of the Matrix. Mm. I, that seems like a little bit of a missed opportunity. That's true. I mean, I guess it's up to them, like whatever they, what story they want to tell. But it's definitely, I agree that like there is a, 
there is definitely thematic through lines that you can draw between somebody who you know they, yeah is trapped they made in the that body whole sense eight thing about being trans so that's you'd right think that's that it right. would have hit on the matrix a little bit yeah well i mean that's a good point i i have more trepidatious feelings about matrix four that i do want to see um and i think i'm unreasonably excited about a movie that uh comes out this weekend but uh i don't know that i can see yet even though i've tested negative scream scream five i'm excited and probably irrationally so because the first one is great is so good and so like it's exactly what they set out to make yes and i don't hate the sequels they're not great the second one was like very like self-aware of like here's the rules of a sequel i'm like all right great and then the third one i'm like i I don't know why didn't they just do a shot for shot remake a season of the witch and then four was a while later love that right i would still love that scream three season of the witch yeah (laughs) book Um, of shadows yeah 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 scream two book of shadows so the fact that uh then we got to you know scream four uh and it was like a while later, but this is like even further later. And I mean, you know, I, I'm sure that Nev Campbell's like, yeah, I mean, you want me to do another one? Sure. You know, and David Arquette's like, I mean, I guess you sure you want me in this, yeah. you know? Uh, I don't know. I like those movies, but to be fair, I haven't watched the two, three or four. I've probably Skip only four. seen them. I've probably only seen them once. I saw I have four a feeling- in the theater. Yeah. You, when did four camp come out? Because it's I, to- like 10 I years totally ago? forgot about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that it's makes not, sense. It's very forgettable. It was one. I think it was one of those movies that came out when they were just like, here's like generic dark blue filtered horror movies. Yes, uh, that's a, like that's a very fair assessment. Yeah, I think that it was also at a time where like Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson thought they could they had something unique to say about like social media and how things were going, but they were both too old to tell that story authentically. Fair. So so it felt really weird. Like the first screen scream screenplay is like to me top five best screenplays written like ever. Like to parody and reinvent the slasher genre at the same time and be that smart but also scary and you know what I mean. Like that's just fucking hard to do. And Kevin Williamson's a good writer, but then it got tropey. And then by the number four, I was like, this is just not for you, man. Like I, it's become something else. So hopefully, the do new you one think is that good. Scream Five will be like Scream Five: The Force Awakens? Do you feel I like think that's what yeah. we're gonna get i think they're probably gonna largely pretend without saying it it's like a halloween effect where like really the first one is only the one that they're gonna talk most about yeah um and be more of a sequel to the first one despite the fact that they're not saying it's rebooted it's just the it's gonna draw everything back to the first one i mean that's the diehard i want to make where i can you tell you why i won't think see it. that like diehard one <laughs> is the only one that actually and i love diehard three i yeah will and i were texting about it just the other day um, I will shake the etch a sketch on all diehards to just do a direct sequel to part one. And Will, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Jeff, you were saying that you won't see uh, Scream 5? I won't see it for one simple reason. They didn't do an upside down five as the S in Scream. Oh, that's a man, really what a waste of opportunity. Or even the you know what? I, I don't want to see it anymore. You've talked boycotting, yeah. boycotting the film. That's like get a new marketing department, assholes. <laughs> I think when Fast and Furious six or seven was coming out, one of my friends on Facebook posted, and this is now however many years ago. If it's if number ten is not called Fast Ten, your seatbelts, then somebody's fucking. <laughs> How is it not called that? Oh. Well, it might be because we've only had number nine, so there's oh. still there's still chance. Okay. 
There's still but that better be at least the fucking tagline in the trailer. Like fast ten years. Well, Dominicus Saxon F nine. F9, F9 the Fast Saga, which is yeah. a stupid name for a movie. Yeah, yeah which they like, can't get clever F9. anymore. <laughs> yeah, just hit, hit F9. Yeah, it's a hit fucking F9. Uh, and Dominica Saxon's going to see uh, Fox Force 5 tomorrow. I mean, the 355. Fox Force 5, of course, is, uh, is from the show from Pulp Fiction that uh, Mrs. Wallace, uh, Uma Thurman's character, she had been in a pilot, and uh, every episode her character was going to have a joke. And uh, she only got to have one joke. And so then eventually she gets to tell the joke later in the movie. But uh, if they may, why Quentin Tarantino hasn't made a Fox Force 5 series, I, I don't know if I know. This is a topic I wasn't expecting to go into, but, but uh, Paflix wants to know, what is your favorite non-USA movie or series? Um, I am hard up to not say Luther, but there are so few episodes of it that it's really hard yeah, that's why it's so good because it's all contained and it's yeah I mean, but there was that there was that one season that there was that one season that, that was not the good. season where they didn't have um ruth wilson because she was on or, that show the, the affair yeah the yeah. fourth season then yeah, the yeah. fifth season was great again yeah. that is one of the best shows i've ever seen just period i agree um but i mean if we're talking about non-usa i mean it's like in terms of hours of enjoyment I'm, you, even I would say Doctor Who, which we, you and I were talking about earlier, uh, the uh, the anniversary, the what the twenty fifth anniversary or twenty sixth anniversary of the the movie starring your favorite Doctor, yeah. uh, Home Again, Home Again. Um, but I, you know that's that's what I'm thinking. But I mean, my my, I mean, if I'm really going to talk about like influence throughout my life, it's Monty Python's Flying Circus. But in terms of like a dramatic like series or you know just a series. You know the Ricky Gervais office is amazing, but I, I'm I'm gonna still put Luther way up there. Um, but you know that's just what comes to mind. Um, Will, do do you have something? And Jeff, I'll ask you the same question in a moment. But Will, uh, does something come to mind for you that's uh, not Luther a, is really the first thing that comes to mind. Doctor Who feels like the easy go to, but like, yeah, man, I really haven't been able to get through those past couple seasons, so it's just in a dark spot for me right now. Uh, but, I, uh, I know, but do you have HBO Max or you know what? Don't answer that because I yes. think I know your answer. Um, <laughs> I, I, there's like thirty episodes with her. Yeah, and five of them are really good, and then a couple are okay. So if you if you like the really good, like I'll send you five. Like watch these, and if you yeah. don't like them, just skip it and wait for Doctor Fourteen. Uh, but then if you do like them, there'll be a second tier. Which is uh, yeah. Demetrius Saxon mentions uh, Are You Being Served? But uh, Life on Mars, the British version of Life on Mars, I understand people really like. The American version was really bad. Uh, oh. And uh, Raging Rhino loved absolutely fabulous. That's a very funny show. I haven't. I mean, I saw the earliest seasons, and I know it, they did like twenty years worth or something. Uh, but for drama, it doesn't get better than Luther. Uh, it's Omakopa. I mean, that's, that's right. really what it comes down to. You know? I will say, I rewatched this on Halloween, and I know you it watched had what? Big I watched rewatched something on Halloween had a big distribution in the U.S., but it technically doesn't originate here. Shaun of the Dead is still like one of the fucking best Ooh. movies of all time. That's fantastic. I do. It is so good. I always forget that. I'm like, this is like eight genres all done successfully within like a two hour movie. It's ridiculous. What about you, Jeff? uh, Non-American content that you've enjoyed. 
I was going to say I have a hard time because all my favorite shows are on the USA Network. Psych. <laughs> I was going to say. So I was like, no joke in here and, about the USA Network. And, and, burn and Monk. Uh, uh, what about Monk? Burn notice. <laughs> Mr. Robot. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Uh, white, uh, white Collar. Wasn't that one? Yeah, yeah. that was one. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, all shows, literally, I'm not joking, all shows that my mom watched. Yeah, She's the USA Network, number yeah. one. That's how you be a uh, patriot. I, that's a it's a tough question maybe kids in the hall mm. it's very important to me too yeah uh, uh you know i would say uh, monty python kids in the hall uh certain eras of saturday night live very uh, all like in you know my like middle school through high school years were spent watching way too many hours of those shows but uh yeah and, and there's a kids in the hall reboot coming on amazon prime you know new sketches and everything from those all those guys so uh yeah i mean that's a that's a fantastic show and and jeff i know you're embarrassed to say that it's degrassi for you but that's okay it's all right if you don't <laughs> i definitely to. watched degrassi only point, the drake like, episode totally for i was definitely when he was on the show uh and i i remember watching it when i was like in junior high when i was the same age as the kids on the show and i was like wow these canadian kids are fucking crazy yeah and then, <laughs> no i mean it's like yeah the canadian girls like to fuck <laughs> yeah and then uh i remember like just forgetting about the show and then randomly tuning in when i was in college or something like we found it on cable and like drake was an adult and this was before his uh singing career kind of blew up so it was just like what the fuck is this show like they were getting chased by zombies as like teenagers in a high school wow. that show i i wonder <laughs> i'm not gonna watch it but i wonder where all they tried to go with that storyline to have come around well, to that one episode yeah. i saw you know the the com the commercials uh, on on a channel that used to be called Teen Nick, which clearly they were uh, trying to get us to watch it. Uh, they, was the, the demographic when Teen the, Nick first started. The ta mm -hmm. the tagline about that show was that it goes there. So Jeff, <laughs> I think you found that it did go there. It's just it not there. anywhere you expected it mm. to ever go. Did you ever uh, watch the Kroll show? Nick no, Kroll show. Nick Kroll show. No. It was just like a bunch of parodies of reality TV type no, shows never and seen stuff that. like that. And then he did a kind of Degrassi parody where they all were in wheelchairs. And it was called <laughs> Wheels Ontario. And he plays like this Justin Bieber looking kid who is oh, the one awesome. person not in a wheelchair. Hang on, I got to plug him in legs. <laughs> okay. Well, like, yeah, we'll... We'll wrap things up uh, fairly soon, but uh, we got a couple comments from Ghost8386. I've never seen Doctor Who, and he loved the tribe. I actually don't know what the tribe is, and I've heard of Wellington Paranormal, oh, but I don't actually know what that is. Have you seen that? It's, yeah, Jeff? yeah. So it's the cops from uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the original movie. There's the oh, okay. two police officers that come in, like, um, they're like, oh, there's some safety violations here because <laughs> they get hypnotized at the beginning. They're like, you will see nothing wrong. Cause there's two vampires like floating in the kitchen and having right. a fight and they walk by and they're like, Oh, do you see that? It's not a smoke detectors in here. That's a fire hazard. Ghost uh, references. You can't do that on television. I watched a lot of that. That show was not good though. I mean, I watched so much of it and uh, it was also like, 
it also was like problematic at one point because my sister was watching it and my mom didn't like some of the 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 adult the it goes their content uh matter they were talking about like kids getting pregnant or something and my mom was like well you don't get to watch that anymore but uh, i was i had uh outgrown at that point but you know you're doing the accent reminded me something that uh you know will was talking about measuring you know events in terms of the amount of episodes and my kids love an Australian show called Bluey. It's an animated show. It's on Disney Plus. And yes, it's a it's a kids show. But anybody who's a parent can relate to the parents on on this show. Um, they're dingoes or dogs. I don't know. They're some kind of canine animated characters. And uh, those episodes are eight minutes. So a lot of times I will uh, tell my kids, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, well, we'll be there in five blueies. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, that's a, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. But they know Bluey is a short show. And mm -hmm. uh, that is a, that is non-American content that has a lot of influence in my life right now uh, for the last like year plus is, is Bluey. But uh, that's just a little bit more uh, current. And I wonder if we're going to get any more Luther. Will I feel like every time that it ends, I feel like it ends in a way where we're never going to see him again, and they always yeah. figure out a way. You know, they, they always do figure out a way. Yeah. I, it's kind of that's kind of I'd rather it be that way. So then it's always like a really great surprise. But then if it never comes back, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I emotionally prepared for this, so yeah, that's okay. No, yeah. I'll see him and I'll see him and other stuff. And uh, I don't know what this is. Flicks, uh, do you watch Money? I think it's supposed to say Money it's Heist. It's oh, like Netflix. a Netflix Heist. show. It's very popular, but I've never seen it. I, I haven't watched it either. Yeah, I didn't. I, 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 I didn't even get like three episodes in in Squid Game. So, uh, and it wasn't even that I didn't like it. It was just like you know, I just time. Any of it. I haven't watched. Did that you? Well, are you watching? Did you watch the sub or the dub version? Sub, because I know that only Herbs uh, watch dubbed versions of things. I totally watched the dubbed version. Oh, I don't okay. give a shit what anyone has to say <laughs> about it. Because okay. here's the thing: you should watch it for two reasons. One. People who take you know, like shit on dubs are like, okay, so voice acting's not acting. Yeah, fuck anyone who does that. <laughs> yeah, <apparently. yeah. laughs> dickheads. Uh, but anyways, it's important to me because the voice that they chose is so awful and it doesn't oh, fit so much great. that it kind of like is context for the whole show. Wait. Just like how awful the voice acting is. To He's talking scenes. about Squid Game. Yeah. The, oh, the voice acting Squid Game is not good. The yeah, the dub is not. It does not match the tone of the show. Most Got it. Of the time. I was going to say, and I still believe this and agree with this. It's just tricky because I think some of these things are dubbed in a very particular way. It's like no one's wanted to change the way that we dub Asian content since fucking Godzilla movies that they're still mm. acted directed to give these big goofy performances. Yeah. But one of my very close friends is in well, one of my close acting friends is a, is a voice in that show and has really like championed getting that show to have a fully uh, Asian voiceover cast so like he's running this organization now that like really tries to get you know all this content authentically dubbed by asian actors and does that uh, mean they're gonna have like an asian accent or like what would the difference be no no just like korean or american actors or korean actors doing the english language track of korean characters you know or or uh yeah. asian actors at least in general, i mean so. there's there's a lot of that that you know, you're starting to to see more and more of, you know, I mean, obviously there's a lot of animated uh, content in my home and I've noticed in series that uh, my kids watch, you know, voices change. And sometimes you take a look and it's like, Oh, the, the uh, previously they had used, you know, a white actress for a, a, a 
there's a there's a, a black little girl on um, Daniel Tiger's neighborhood, but the actress they use now is not white. And, you know, there's a lot of that that you start to notice and so much so that the the big uh, X-Men animated reboot, X-Men 97, the oh, actress yeah. who was Jubilee uh, has said that, you know, she would like to be involved, but she's not going to voice Jubilee. She was a, a white actress. So mm. she didn't she thought that, you know, they should cast someone who is uh, AA. P.I. I think is what they call all of that, that correct, which yeah. is a term that I've learned because uh, I have uh, three AAPI <laughs> ethnicity people in my house. You are the minority in your Asian house. Asian American I, Pacific Islanders. I, I, yeah, Asian American Pacific Islanders. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, look, uh, ghost 8386 is going way back with Degrassi 30 years ago. I was watching Degrassi high. I did watch the original incarnation of that show on PBS, but, uh, and it started back in 1979 with the kids of Degrassi street. So, uh, long before like there a was a, long before there was a Drake, there was Degrassi. Uh, anyway, gents, I'm glad that, uh, we had this little, uh, powwow uh, at the beginning of 2022, um, and, uh, you know, this was Blackcast 474 and I feel like 475 is a big number, but not as big as a number that is just creeping up on us. 500. That's just, that's just insane, crazy talk. And I don't know that we can do anything that uh, lives up to that number. So we might just have to stop at 499, you know? Yep. Um, uh, that's just wonder how what the what the record and i mean like weekly episodes not like a repurposed radio show but like the record for podcast episodes of a weekly well i mean there series. there are people who do like multiple new episodes a week like uh mark maron and rogan and like mark maron has i don't know maybe not 2000 episodes but it's it, it's over a thousand you know i don't okay. know if it's 1500 or whatever so we're um, not we're we're not the uh the no, we we will no, no but we have a lot of uh a lot of episodes that have been destroyed and you can find copies of them in you know like in like zimbabwe you know in somebody's attic somewhere like with doctor who but uh because we have so many episodes one of the things that i've been doing is i i finally figured out a use for the at blatcast b-l-a-d-t-c-a-s-t uh twitter account which is a little something I'm calling Blackcast a day. I saw Which that. is every day I, I send out a link to an episode of the Blackcast. And I, I was originally going to just work backwards and, you know, more than 365. But I'll sprinkle in new episodes and then I'll put stuff up when it makes sense. Like just yesterday, uh, Eternals ended up on um, Disney Plus. So I was like, oh, I'll put all our, our Eternals episode there. You know, I did some stuff like that. Uh, I recently uh, put back up our, our Norm McDonald episode, stuff like that. So uh, yeah. So if you don't follow the Blackcast Twitter account, I actually figured out a way to do something with it since uh, it never turned into what we promised, which was Will just posting a lot of pictures of hot girls that yeah. just, you know, there was like a moment in time where we, back. yeah, we could have done that, but then that shit could, I guess if we wanted to we could. Yeah. But you know, maybe 2023 after Blackcast a day, um, and, uh, you know, I know that, uh, we want everybody to check out Will on Blackish next Tuesday. And, uh, then that means that next episode will be our Blattish episode where we will talk about, uh, Will as, uh, as, as a, we can use the term waiter, right? We don't have to call them it, there's not a lot to unpack about my job in that show. <laughs> 
there, we don't need a recap episode for it. If you want to do like a recap of the Blackish episode as a whole, that's great. But like me yeah. in the show, there's not there's not a whole lot to do, not a whole lot to go over. Yeah, we well, could, you don't we could talk about my motivations, you know, yes. and really get into it. But I gotta tell you, I'm interested. If it in doesn't that. speak Look, for itself in the scene, then my and, work has failed. As a, as I mean, actor. from the earliest episodes of the Blackcast, we've been talking about riding on the coattails of the world tourage, and uh, this is this is I think going to help us. Uh, what was, it was Criminal Minds where you accidentally murdered someone, right? I did shoot an unarmed yeah. uh, man. And at the time, the character was, I shot an unarmed black man. And I was like, this feels like a major story point they should go back to and address. They never talked about it again. No. White, white racist dude shoots unarmed black guy in a parking garage. Nobody said anything. That's not how weird, those shows usually work. Yeah. You know, that sort of a thing. Long uh, demo. Yeah. Jeff, uh, You're not what's, wrong, uh, actually. What, what, what's, uh, what's coming up for you? When do you get to, uh, can you go outside if you want to now, or, uh, should you wait another week or I guess it's been five days since I've been like sick, sick. So I don't know, according to CDC guidelines, maybe, but we'll I see. also forget because of the East coast, when we started this, there was light outside and now it's dark. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. and Dark. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, so, and we already know that you're not going to see Scream 5 because the their choice in logo. It's not 5 uh, Scream. Yeah, I know. Uh, but uh, we always appreciate you uh, if playing her. James Cameron you. directed a Screams movie, then maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and, I don't and, watch Screams. And Jeff, I know that what you meant to say was that you could go out because it's been one week since you looked at me, cocked your head to the side and said, I'm angry five days since you laughed at me saying get that together come back and see me and that yes i did google bare naked ladies lyrics that's just funny because i was thinking about one week when you talked about <laughs> zia's marriage <laughs> that song is actually about <laughs> there was a lot of chickadee china chinese chicken I think, uh, in that, yeah that way um and uh will uh we look forward to seeing you there and uh you're teasing something but it doesn't look like you're ready to announce what it is you were teasing something on instagram stories new pod yeah happening. it's a very silly show that i'm doing with my friend craig my, my flatmate here if you will um, yeah. Lives upstairs. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i got Roy, the bottom Roy. flat he's got the top flat um um uh, he's he's like been my like friend and mentor for a long time he's uh Former presidential speechwriter, very knowledgeable, sage kind of guy, and we drink martinis and we shoot the shit and uh, we talk about history. So we're gonna. Uh, it's a history podcast called History Rated R, and uh, we curse a lot, and uh, it's gonna be fun. It's just a silly, goofy well, thing to do to keep ourselves if, busy. If there's a lot of cursing, then there's not gonna be any crossover for the broadcast audience. So I know, uh, I'm I know, sure that they will not check it out. I tried to submit it to Apple as clean, just so I didn't get flagged, and they were like. It's called History Radar. You got to change that. <laughs> it's like, okay, if that's fair. You're, you're not <laughs> well, uh, we'll come up with uh, something fun to do for uh, 475, but nothing crazy because, uh, oh man, Black Ass 500 are going to be off the hook. But, you know, honestly, it'll probably just look like any of the other shows that we've we got 25 ish weeks. Yeah, I know. To that's... get over the Omicron surge so we can do yeah. something, maybe some part of it in person. Yeah, we'll, uh, uh, you know, you know what I'm thinking? Groove Cruise. We can all get on the Groove Cruise. I would love it. Kesha's doing it. She's got a cruise in April. That's right around the time. I'm just saying. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's going to be more like June, July. Isn't it Kesha now? 
Kessa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just saying we can record it there and then oh, save it. And hold save. it. Great. I love yeah. that idea. Yeah. Uh, just because we're going to tidy it up, uh, Ghost 8386 uh, mentioned this earlier. Uh, primarily aimed at teenagers, the tribe is set in a post-apocalyptic city in which all adults have been killed as a result of an unknown virus. Sounds a little too soon for me. Uh, the tribe was a New Zealand show from 99 to 2003. If um, they had an episode called Quest, I would watch it. <laughs> I kept looking at that being like, Tribe. Is this tribe called Quest? What are we talking yeah. about here? <laughs> no, it's the entire If it was in New Zealand, the episode would have been called Queest. 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 This is my tribe called Queest. I was just hanging out with my midnight marauders. It's a good time. By the way, have either of you guys seen Free Guy? No. Taika Waititi uh, is in a handful of scenes, but he he just rips them away and steals them from Ryan Reynolds, who is also very very good in that movie. Ryan Reynolds, I, I think he's perfect for that. We also part. forget that Taika Waititi was in the Green Lantern. Oh, he was yeah. Ryan Reynolds' friend in that movie, playing was, an American, he? which is such a waste of his abilities. His his accent is part oh. of his comedy. I should like. we should we do another hour forty one minutes on uh, why Doctor Strange isn't just from England? <laughs> I could do that. We could fill that time. So we could easily. easily fill that time. Yeah, like Doctor Strange love. <laughs> that is what that would be a great new Marvel character. Doctor like Strange love. His nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's look. That's what the trailer uh, looks like for that. Uh, in any case, uh, I want to thank both Will and Jeff, and I want to thank uh, Omicron for making an appearance in at least two of these uh, windows. And uh, knock on wood that he doesn't appear in any other windows uh, on this uh, show at any point in the year. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's uh, probably probably the funniest contributor of the episode was Omicron. I think, uh, you know, really, really brought it this week. So, you know, hats off to you. Uh, thank you both. And as always, we will see you next time on The Black Cast. It's been one week since you looked at me. Talking to me, listening to Black Cast. Keep up on comics and movies. Two phone ring, I answer hoodies. I can't talk, call back if you please. Listening to Black Cast. You 
don't know what you are missing. Damn fine show hosted by Christian. He's just dope, no ass, I'm kissing. Listen in the black cast. Click subscribe on this podcast. You won't be the first, but don't you be last. Listen while you pumping your gas. Listen in the black cast. On this episode, it's Jean Grey talking about the things that she say. So distracted, didn't feed Bay. Listen in the black Met this girl, she smiled at my face. Black cast enchilada my place. Had one beer, she brought a whole case. Listen in the black cast. Cops knock on the door and listen. Black cast on, they think I'm Christian. Cops ran off, now I ain't trippin'. Listen in the black cast. My point is, listen to this show. Don't need me to tell you it's dope. Rock so hard like Johnny Litho. Listen in the black cast. Oh yeah, that's the black cast, it's on the ghost twin TV or whatever. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's on AfterBuzz TV, that's right. That's that guy Christian, you rock! Alright, several Texas had to go take care of some business. But I'm here to say, have a nice day. And listen to the damn show.